Hi, hope you're doing all right. Welcome to a series of podcasts by students, for students, and about the students. Today, the discussion will revolve around students. I will tell you my personal experience. In the past, when I saw the different protests in the TV, I only thought they were for grown-up people. I remember watching truckers, farmers, and university students protest. But that November of 2019 was when I realized that many groups can unite for common dislikes. As a student, I thought about going out to protest, but what was I going to protest for? Just imagine, a big protest going on in the city and among the protestants, a girl protesting for the amount of homework she gets in school. Not cool, compared to the reasons for the march, the amount of homework seemed fine. Then. I thought about protesting about the 10 main ideas for which the people were marching for. But changes like the laboral or pension reform didn't affect me directly. So why would I protest about them? Well, days passed and I never did something about it. I realized that if we only thought about the problems that affect us directly, we'll never move on as a society. It's important to have empathy and place us in the situation of others. We've got to work for a better situation for each and every one of us. There's no time for being selfish. Having said this, we can conclude that the teenagers should also be an active part of the protest in our country. On the last episodes, we talked about how the laws protect the Pacific protest. And now we're going to talk about the specific laws for teenagers. On the year 2013, El Espectador wrote an article that stated that the general procuracy rejected the children's participation in the protests. The reason was that when protesting, the kids' integrity and life was in risk. Above all, their fundamental rights must be respected. By this, they were linking the right to protest with violent manifestations in order to restrict it. However, the integral protection stated by the Childhood and Adolescence Code says that it allows the minor term to give away to the concept of the child as an autonomous and independent who must be protected in a comprehensive manner by guaranteeing each and every one of their rights, recognized in the international legal instruments or general and specific human rights. Adding, the Article 32 of the Childhood and Adolescence Code states that boys, girls, and teenagers have the right to assembly and association for social, cultural, sports, recreation, religious, political, or any other purposes with no limitations other than those imposed by law, good customs, physical health, or mental and well-being of the minor. This right includes especially the being part of associations including their governing bodies and of promoting the forming associations made up by boys, girls, and teenagers. Likewise, the Article 15 of the Convention on the Rights of the Child, endorsed by Colombia in 1991, says that first, the state's parties recognize the right of the child to freedom of association and freedom to hold peaceful assemblies. Two, no restrictions will be imposed on the exercise of these rights, other than those established in accordance with the law and that are necessary in a democratic society, in the interest of national or public security, public order, the protection of health and morals, public policies, or the protection of the rights and freedoms of the others. The only thing restricted for the children is to be part of the protest by obligation. If he or she is 100% aware of their participation in the protest, they can take part in them with all the freedoms.
taking into account the different protests on the world, we can say that its effectivity is proportional to the numbers of participants, meaning that more participants equal to more efficacy. Imagine if a large amount of teenagers went out to protest. Hypothetically, the protest will have more power and therefore more changes can be achieved. It's important to mention that in order to achieve a big change, we must lose something. We can't expect change to come without risking something. See the example of the French Revolution. In order to create a republic, they had to fight. Buildings were invaded and people were killed. However, we no longer live in that world. We do not need to invade buildings when seeking a change. In today's world, we can use something stronger than fists and violence, which are the words. In contrast to the teenagers, grown-up people are not willing to lose anything. Why do I say in contrast? Because the teenagers are willing to take risks and face up challenges. We are critical people in relation to the society. It may be when we are on social media or when we watch television, but we are constantly making judgments. If we use that critical minds we have, added to our resilient personalities and to the power we have as a group, we could be the determinants for a change in the society. Imagine a future with the innovative ideas of teenagers, each one of us being able to participate in the construction of a new and better society. Would it be crazy? Examples of effective student protests will be given on the next episode. Do not miss it. See ya!